It's time for Town Talk, our monthly review of accomplishments, issues, and celebrations involving the town of Wyndham. Brought to you at this time, first Tuesday of each month, by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street in Willimantic. PMR assists manufacturers and utilities to maximize their resources through scrap recovery as we once again welcome the Wyndham Town Manager, Jim Rivers. Well, Mr. Rivers, there's been a lot of good stuff going on in town, and boy, that Latin Fest down at the Shabu Stage in Jilson Square was a big deal, wasn't it? Yeah, we we uh, really had a good crowd there. It was really a good uh, event. Oh, thank you, Wayne, for having me, by the way, this morning. this is It's great to be here, as usual. Um, but we had uh, a crowd, a good good weather, fantastic music all day, 10 different groups, Good sound, uh, good food. Uh, this this event was put on by the town of Wyndham, so most everybody working there were town employees, uh, from people working in the offices to public works to uh, uh, fire and police were there. We did have, a, of course, with that many people there, a number of calls. Nobody was seriously injured, but it was uh, it was a busy and exciting day. Uh, we're going to do it again because of the success of that event. Uh, Zamata Bruder, the uh, executive administrator for the town, is the one that that organized this. She sits next to me there in the in the town manager's office, and she did a great job organizing this. And all the other staff that helped all day. I mean, some of them were there, you know, twelve hours from setup to uh, to leaving. Uh, but it was a great day, and I think the community really enjoyed the event. You got any other big events coming up at Shabu Stage, Jilson Square, or elsewhere in August or September? Yeah. This season was uh, was really a comeback from, uh, you know, the stage hasn't been put up for that many years here. I think it was 2019. And uh, we had, uh, you know, of course, COVID-19 put us in a, in a bad spot there. We couldn't have events there for a while. And nobody would want to plan anything that big because you didn't know what was going to happen next. But this year we kind of made a turnaround. Uh, I think there were about 30 events, uh, small and large, on the stage this year. Uh, we hope next year will be even better. But in September, we have a couple of other other big events coming. One of them is another Latin festival. That one's put on by an individual uh, that, uh, you know, is uh, managing that, running that. The town employees won't be involved in that. But it, it should be something very similar, a lot of good groups, a lot of good food. Uh, that's sometime in September. I'm not sure what the date is. And then another event in September to look out for is Eastern Connecticut State University, something we've wanted to do for a long time. They put on a big concert for the students every year, and uh, we're going to pair up with them and have even a bigger concert. So we'll have even a bigger artist, a contemporary artist. We don't know who the artist is yet. We shouldn't know any day now. Um, but they uh, they pick the artist, the students, and uh, we're going to partner up with them. That's going to be a four-fee event so we can pay for the uh, the artist and, and some of the other expenditures because it's a very uh, it's a very very big event. Uh, so that will happen sometime in later September, we think. We don't have the exact date. We have a couple of dates uh, marked off a couple of Saturdays late in September, but that'll be a contemporary artist. We're trying to get different acts up on the stage, and uh, it's it's starting to work. You know, we're getting more interest from from artists calling us. Uh, nobody big yet, but it seems like there was quite a bit of interest, especially during the Latin Festival. People started to call us, and we had no room to put them on, this, on the agenda anymore, on the, uh, on, on the list. So, uh, again, look forward to those two big events in September. 
And speaking of artistic type of things, did you see the show on CPTV? It aired on Sunday night. It aired again last night. It's going to air again on Saturday morning at 9.30 called Where Art Thou? And it basically spotlighted arts in Wyndham Willimantic, including the Cary Gallery, including Shabu Productions, and all the great work that David Foster, who will be here next hour, has done, and also uh, Julio de Burgos Park and uh, the, the head of the Yukon Creative Writing Department. Boy, what a positive light that put on Romantic Willimantic. You, you know, we, uh, when we put together our strengths to, to build a business plan for the town to go forward, that was one of those things, the arts and culture of Wyndham and Willimantic. That was going to be one of our strengths that we were going to move forward with. And, uh, you know, we had a good base here. Uh, but we had other things offsetting that base. I don't want to mention some of those things again because they're behind us. But um, I think now that uh, we've we've gotten the, the place looking better, feeling better, uh, that it's time to start selling what we have. And we do have a lot to sell. Um, I didn't see that myself, but it's good to hear. We're often in the spotlight. I mean, this side of the river, uh, you know, Willimantic is in Wyndham. That's the place to be. You hear it from everybody across the state now. Uh, what we've been doing, uh, reconstructing, uh, uh, resurrecting, I call it, uh, the city and the town. And I think that we're getting noticed, and we're getting noticed more and more. And not just for things like the Boombox Parade or, for that matter, Third Thursday, which continue to keep on keeping on and doing a great job drawing attention and bringing people to this town. And also, one more thing, at the start of that show, you had Bruce John talking about the great job that they have done regarding the Breadbox music series. So it was a, four things that were talked about during that half-hour show. And again, it's going to replay at 9.30 on Saturday morning on Connecticut Public Television. And continue with the theme out there toward Jilson Square, the community center continues to be incredibly successful, including paying customers, Jim. Yeah, you know, uh, I wouldn't say we're surprised, but we're, we're very happy to see the number of people that have signed up to be uh, using especially the recreation end of the facility, uh, the gym, the pool, and then the fitness area. Uh, we're up over 600 members right now that are paying monthly. Uh, that is a good number to start off with, especially we've been at it only a couple of months, and it's summer, and that's not typically when you get people coming inside because they have so many activities outside. And then there's the front end where the senior center is. Uh, that doesn't cost anything to go up there unless you're paying for a specific activity, uh, but the, the attendance up there is tremendous to double what we used to have, maybe more. Uh, and it's, it's just going really well. And, you know, that when we have more people paying, we can bring in more staff and more activities and pay for that, uh, those folks to, uh, to, continue to continue to provide better services in the facility and do more activities for everybody. So it's really working as we expected and, and hoped it would work. Um, and, it, it, you know, we look forward to the, I guess, as we get towards the winter, we should have even more membership coming in. Most of those members are Town of Wyndham Folks, uh, there are some members, uh, maybe 10, 15% that are coming from other communities, uh, but they are, they pay more to be, uh, to use our facility. Uh, but, uh, we're, we're happy to have them too right now. Jim, as we talk about the success of the community center, some of the town offices have moved to the community center. Who is in the community center now? Maybe they were elsewhere like town hall before. Uh, well, ab- absolutely. So we had uh, we had a transition when we closed the Kramer building down. We had moved the recreation department into town hall. So we had 
recreation there. We still had the uh, social services department, senior center over at the McSweeney building. So when we had the community, new community center available, we, we moved everybody into that building. Uh, we also have the Pride organization, which works with the police and uh, youth on uh, you know substance abuse uh, awareness and leadership training for, for the youth. So they're in the building as well over there in the social services department. That's Karen's uh, department. And so we have Tara, who is the director of recreation, and we have Angela, who is the director uh, for the social services department. They're both housed in the community center front and back. Now, I wanted to mention that you brought up the, the hot weather we're having on the weather report. Uh, when we have really hot weather, now we have this beautiful community center with great climate control as a cooling center. And we had to do that uh, not this last weekend, but the weekend before. Through the weekend, we had to staff the community center, or we did staff the community center, up to about 7 o'clock in the evening for those really, really hot, oppressive days. So you're talking, you know, mid-90s, humidity, and we want people, especially our elderly, that may not have air conditioning or it's not working right, to get out of the heat and to be safer inside where it's, it's cooler. So we're probably going to do that again a little bit in the, this week because it looks like it's going to be pretty hot come Wednesday, Thursday, and, and very humid at the same time. So you may be able to go down, or certainly during regular hours, you, you're welcome to come down and, uh, and cool off and get out of the heat. But that's another use for that facility that we hadn't really talked about, uh, but it's, it's working out really well for us. It's not our first heat wave of the summer. What kind of turnout do you get for that? Do you get a fair amount of people taking advantage of that town service? Well, um, in the past, when we've used the library and the McSweeney building, we, uh, honestly, we haven't gotten a whole lot of turnout. Maybe more, few people at the library um, that were there specifically just to get out of the heat. Um, we had, I heard, at times, fifteen people over at the uh, at the community center that last weekend. There, uh, again, we don't do it all the time. We have to, we're looking for certain conditions. We're looking for you know mid nineties and humid. If it's 90 degrees and not that humid, maybe we won't do it. We're just trying to take a look at, you know, the response and the uh, the severity of the weather. But it looks like this week, I mean, 98 degrees, I think that's the forecast uh, later in the week. Uh, in humid, that's, that's pretty impressive. So we'll try to extend some hours into the evening, uh, you know, into that uh, 5, 6, 7 o'clock beyond what we're normally open. But during the day, we're open anyway, uh, and people are welcome to try to get out of the weather. Um, uh, during those times. So you extend it toward the dinnertime hour, and when does the, cer- the center open for that? Is it is that just like open like it is for anybody that wants to come and use the other facilities and other services there? Well, I mean, that's, that's a good question. Some people say, oh, well, can I use the pool? I'm here, I'm, <laughs> I'm here to cool. We're not staffing the pool. We're not staffing the recreation areas. We're staffing an area just to sit and cool off. So it's, we're not opening up the whole facility. That would take a number more people to do that. We're going to staff with a couple of folks just to watch over people, make sure they're okay. And in one room or two rooms, you know, maybe up towards the front of the building in the in the Wyndham room, the community room there. But we're not going to have the whole facility open so you can come in and go for a swim or go shoot some baskets. Uh, that's not what we're doing here. We're just trying to keep people cool. So we did have some people come in, hey, can I use the pool? We don't have a lifeguard. We don't have staff maybe on that end of the building. So that's not what we're doing. We're not opening up the whole facility. Now, that answers another question I had regarding the, 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 well, the pool. So the pool doesn't have a lifeguard. That's interesting. But you do have other 
swimming facilities around here. Has Wyndham had the same troubles that other towns around the state and the country have had as far as getting lifeguards this year? Absolutely. We have the same issues that everyone else has. Um, Lifeguards typically tend to be younger people, college students, and uh, depending on what time of the year it is, and we're here in the summer, so a lot of our college students, they, they went back home, and they might be out of state. Uh, so we have a difficult time in the summer. Uh, we had some limited hours at the beginning of our pool season this year, try, just because of the lifeguard situation, trying to get lifeguards, training lifeguards, qualifying lifeguards. So it is, it's a challenge for us right now. We're pretty well staffed. Um, but we have two waterfronts. We have the pool inside, but we also have the Florida Park waterfront that we have to staff with lifeguards. So we have a, we have a double challenge in Wyndham to provide you know as much uh, water water activity as we can for folks. But uh, we're we're there. We're pretty well staffed right now. Usually at the beginning of the season, that's when we stumble a little bit because we're trying to reach out and get people trained up or get them in in the door. But yeah, we're we're competing with other places for lifeguards. And then the students leave town, you know, they go off and they get another job somewhere, and then you've got to start over. So they don't, they don't tend to stick around too long either. So it's a, it's a constant process, another challenge to keep that, uh, that type of thing open. Now, we talked on some of this earlier today, but a listener emails and says, some people like to know why Paul Hongo, Wyndham HR director, has his office in the new Wyndham Community Center. His office used to be in the Selectman's office cluster. Seems like that sort of follows what you were talking earlier. Some of the offices move to the community center. Uh, that is not true. I don't know why people come up with these things, but uh, Paul Hongo is is still exactly where he was, a human resource director, right in the same suite with the town manager. There's no there's no plan or, or space to move him, or no, it make any sense to move human resources away from me in the uh, town manager's office. I don't know where that came from. Sometimes email is as reliable as social media is. Hey, speaking of water talking about pools and water park and things like that. How is the water supply doing? I'm talking specifically Park Springs, especially in a day like this. A lot of people would like to get water. Have you had any issues with the, the quality of the water? We had to shut Park Springs down temporarily? Uh, it's on and off. And again, uh, you know, people love that water. Uh, I, I always tell people you're probably better off with the water that's, you know, coming out of the spigot. It's very, very tasty in Wyndham. Uh, we have very good uh, water coming out of the uh, spigot, but um, that, uh, that water is on and off. I, I think it's on right now, but I'm not sure. I haven't checked my email this morning, but it goes on and off. They test it regularly. As soon as it tests, you know, tests okay, we, we open the spring back up. But people, you know, just need to, to know that there's, because maybe days where it's shut down. Update us on what the pandemic and what COVID is like. The statewide positivity rate was up to 12.2% on Friday. That's the highest it's been since May the 23rd. It came down a little bit yesterday, but Wyndham, 69 cases in the last 14 days. It's not going away. It's not going away. This B5 is, uh, is, seems to be more contagious. Everybody's guard seems to be down, or most people's guard seems to be down. Keep in mind, that for, for it to be moving as quickly as it is in the summer months, you know, we don't typically see uh, th- this type of thing. You know, we usually get a break, right? The colds, flus, viruses, they don't tend to spread as easily in the summer. Um, so this thing is very contagious. Uh, we're not seeing the hospitalizations rise a whole lot, a little bit, uh, but nothing concerning there. I, I think a lot of people are vaccinated and boosted, and if you're not, you should be. Uh, but this one, uh, again, they're all a little different, these strains. Some are more severe, some are more contagious. Um, this one is very contagious, maybe not as severe as some of the others, but uh, 
again, we don't know what we're in for here coming through, to, towards the winter, and people need to be completely vaccinated and boosted. I, you, you say it, I say it. Um, you don't wait until you got it to, to try to go get uh, vaccinated. It's, it's too late. So, uh, again, we're, we're keeping our eye on it. One of the problems we're having is that most people now are using a home test or a test from a store, you know. So uh, that doesn't really go into the data. So we really don't know exactly how many people are getting sick. I can I could tell you from Town of Wyndham employee standpoint, uh, we've been getting hit pretty hard the last month or so. Uh, different departments have have gotten hit. Now, we're all vaccinated, many of us fully boosted, but, uh, you know, people aren't out or, or, or severely ill, but uh, we have to put people out. You know, we're trying to keep the, the, uh, the spread down. So we've had departments, I'm not going to mention any names, at times be very lean on staff. So it's having an impact on, uh, on us, and I'm sure it's having an impact on other employers. And Wyndham had 16 new cases over the weekend between Friday and Monday. So we often do discuss the COVID situation on our monthly chats. But first time I've thrown this question out there, Jim, how is the town of Wyndham prepared for a potential monkeypox outbreak? Uh, well, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do with that. Um, we haven't spent a whole lot of time meeting about that yet. I think you see, uh, I think you saw the state of California put out a uh, state of emergency for monkeypox. Uh, was it this morning or this weekend? Um, and, you know, so we haven't gotten that far yet, but I can tell you uh, one of the things we're going to be looking at this week is the monkeypox. So again, I don't know much about it, to be truthful, uh, but we're going to have to learn about it because it seems to be spreading. And as far as economic development and the buildings being fixed up downtown, give us your update, including oh, about a month or so ago, they fenced off the area around the Foster building, the old Willimantic Trust building. Why are those fences necessary? and what's going on inside that building now? So uh, we have two, two big projects right now on Main Street. The one is the old Murray Hurley's building uh, on, uh, on Main and Church. Uh, that project's been in the planning stages for, for a long time. The roof was done some years ago. And finally, they have all the funding they need in order, and they're moving forward with a complete renovation of that building. There'll be about 16 housing units and some commercial spaces on the lower floor. But the fence has to go up to protect people, uh, pedestrians especially, that might be walking by as they're working on the building. So when you get to a certain point in your project, when you need to work the exterior or the windows, uh, you need to get that fence up to protect people. And that's what's happening there on that building. And so the first one of the lanes over on Church Street and the sidewalk in front on Main is going to be closed for a time while they're working on the exterior. At some point, they may be able to take that fence down if they're not throwing things out of the windows or working on the, on the uh, facade. So uh, that'll be up for quite a while, I'd say months. So people need to know that it's a little narrow there going on at Church Street. And then, of course, the Foster Building, which has been under construction for probably a good year now. They've been working interior mostly, a little bit of exterior. When they worked on the exterior in, in this last year, they put up you know barriers and things so people won't get hurt. Uh, but and they have a little more land on the uh, the left and right of the building, uh, and they haven't done anything to the front. So now it's time with a state permit in hand to close the sidewalk on Main Street. Uh, they have started to work more aggressively over there. It's part of the sequencing of the project, and now it was time to put the fence up. Uh, we have a fence plan from the owner working with our engineers. 
our engineer and the uh, building official. We're going to block off Riverside, uh, that parking lot area there, completely. We've done it already and then pulled the fence back. Depending on what's going on, the fence can be moved. Of course, it's mobile. But people need to be very careful. That road is going to be closed, and it could be closed for quite a few months. Um, it's not indefinitely. So people need to keep, when they're driving down Riverside, it's a, it's a cut through for a lot of folks. You need to know that that fence might be there, and you're going to run straight into it. So uh, people need to be aware that there's going to be a lot of construction going on in that area, both sides of the street, and just be more cautious walking, be more cautious driving. Uh, but the good news is these projects are at the point in their sequence, in their, in their construction plan, that we're seeing a lot more progress, and they think we're going to see things really move quicker uh, in, in the next year. And I realize this may be a multiple-choice answer, but I don't need a specific date, but do you have any estimation at all on the completion date of those two facilities? So if you're, if you're running a project, you, you don't want to put all your money on a project and have it sit there. So I think some of the delay for both of these projects is you've got to have all your, all your ducks in a row, as they say. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Kelly on the Foster Building uh, you know, he just ordered windows, and, and he waited till he got to the point where he was all set inside with the elevator shaft and some other things. He didn't want to have those windows sitting here, all that money out, laid out, uh, where and then the project stalled or isn't ready to continue. So I think what you're seeing is for both projects, they're at a point where they can move fast. So they want to move fast once you start to lay out a lot of cash, and that's where we are. So I would say both of those projects will be substantially complete in about a year. And what's the status of the upgrade or the repair work on the historic footbridge? So the footbridge uh, is, is in disrepair. Uh, it's still open, although we've been getting the last uh, inspection. We got a very low rating. Uh, it's safe to cross, but it's getting near the end of life uh, to be safe. So we have been seeking funding for that. That project's going to cost 5 to $6 million, depending on whether it's a replacement or a restoration uh, and, and again, the rest- restoration would cost more than, than a replacement. Uh, but we're looking for funding. The state of Connecticut, our representatives are working very hard. Susan Johnson, May Flexer, uh, Brian Smith, they're working very hard to get us some funding. We think we're getting closer, maybe to get some bonding from the state. We're also working with Joe Courtney on some federal funding. So we're trying to get funding from one or the other source, maybe both. Uh, to rebuild that bridge, either either a new replacement or uh, we haven't figured that out and decided yet, or a uh, restoration. Obviously, restoration is going to take probably a lot longer years. You've got to take it away and apart, and they got to try to fix it up and bring it back. A replacement, would uh, we could build the parts and then just replace it. it. might be a much shorter project and less cost. So we're working on that decision, but we're, we're getting closer on the funding. Hopefully, uh, we'll have some funding shortly and can uh, start the... Uh, uh, the drawings and the engineering part of the project. And speaking of funding, story in the news today about the commercially licensed kitchen click looking for some funding. Do you have any information about that? No, I don't. All right, well, let's save the best for last here, and I did this intentionally. It was your birthday yesterday, so happy day after birthday. Inquiring minds want to know, Jim, what would you do on your birthday? How how do how do you know that, Wayne? I, I didn't tell you that. You don't know after all these years. I know all birthdays. That's right. You did you announce me during your birthday? Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh! I, know I put I you up on a pedestal. I took you right down afterwards, though. 
I had the best birthday at home with my my family and my kids were here from where they are. They're very far away from me, and I think some of you know how that is. One of them lives in Upper State Michigan, and one of them lives in Lower Florida. So uh, I I got the 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 great pleasure of having them with me over the weekend and then uh, through my birthday. So that's what I did. That's the most important thing to me. Did you wear your clown nose? The clown nose is retired right now. Oh, right? no. I know you didn't wear it in the parade. I didn't realize it was retired, though. Gee. All right. Well, we are glad you had a good birthday. Always good chatting with you, Jim. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. That would be the birthday boy plus one, Jim Rivers, the town manager of Wyndham. Our program brought to you by Prime Materials Recovery with facilities on Ash Street and Milk Street in Willimantic. 14 WILI, Willimantic, and 95.3 FM.